Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. What is going on, Buffalo Fanatics? How is everybody feeling tonight on this Beautiful Saturday night, November the 18th, 2023. The eve before the Buffalo Bills take on the New York football Jets. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You guys want to talk about pressure. The pressure is on in Buffalo right now. Make no mistake about it. The pressure is palpable. I don't know how y'all feel about it, but oh, I'm telling you right now. Sean McDermott and the Buffalo Bills are facing incredible pressure right now as they look to try to salvage their season, save it, and, and, and make an attempt to not fail in hopes of getting to the postseason. I I would have never thought that we would be here right now where the Buffalo Bills are, quote-unquote, in the hunt in the playoff race. On the outside looking in, I thought that this would be not really, you know, just a shoe-in, but when you're used to the Bills over the past several years just making the postseason, I guess we kind of got a little, a, little, a little spoiled. And we thought that, hey, this is what's going to happen. It's been happening, so why wouldn't we believe it's going to happen again this year? Well, it looks like the Bills enjoy keeping us on our toes, on the edges of our seats. Because now these Bills are sitting at 5-5, five and five, Second place in the AFC East behind the Miami Dolphins who look to have, I think, a two-game lead on the Bills. And they're sandwiched right in between the Dolphins and the Jets who sit at four and five right now. There is so much pressure on these Buffalo Bills. By the way, What's going on, everybody? Excuse me for not not properly welcoming everybody to the show. It's your man, Rev, and you are tuned in to Rated Rev right here on the Buffalo Fanatics Network. Smash that like. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already done so. Go to supportbf.com 
to follow us because that's where it's at. So glad to be here with you guys. But look, <laughs> yo, James, James comes in and he says basically what I think a lot of Bill's Mafia feels right now. Yo, it's a crap show right now. It really is. It's a crap show. And um, the Bills dug themselves in this hole. Nobody else did it but the Buffalo Bills. I always said this, and, and, and I am of the belief that nobody can really beat the Bills except them. Whenever the Bills lose, it's because they beat themselves. We can look at every single game so far this year that the Bills have lost. And we can probably all agree that it's because of some, some, some silly mistakes and some terrible play, lack of execution, Josh playing badly, turnovers, whatever, that was the cause for these losses. But when the Bills are on, you find me a team that can beat them. Find me one. Not the Chiefs. I mean, playoffs is a different story, right? When we're talking about regular season, I mean, I put the Bills up against anybody when they're playing at their best. But so far, 10 weeks in the season, they have not been playing their best. And sadly enough, here we are sitting at five and five. And extreme pressure is on this team. Pressure is not only just on the Bills to win, pressure is on Sean McDermott. Without a doubt, pressure is 100% on head coach Sean McDermott. Because when you look at it, there's nowhere for him to hide. There's absolutely nowhere for him to hide. He went in and fired his offensive coordinator in Ken Dorsey. Now, when you look at it, in my opinion, last week's game against the Broncos was not the game in which, you know, all of the fire Ken Dorsey advocates could really stand on. Because I don't think that, that game, that loss, was on Ken Dorsey. It's just my opinion. And, I, and I'm... Trust me, I am a Ken Dorsey. I'm like, fire Ken Dorsey, hashtag fire Ken Dorsey. That was me, especially towards the tail end of last year. I, I decided to kind of give him a chance going into this year, but I didn't really have faith in him. But <laughs> last week wasn't necessarily on him. Now, you may question the scheme of the offense, and which we will, we'll, we'll kind of briefly touch on, but Last week was Josh Allen, plus some turnovers, right? It was a it was a terrible game, terrible game by the offense, and which is something that we've we've been accustomed to seeing week in and week out the past several weeks. Not good enough, not good enough. But it put Sean McDermott in a position where he had to make a decision, a decision that I didn't think he was going to make, because when you look at his track record. He is very loyal. It took him years to decide to, to move away from, from Leslie Frazier. And he finally did it. Two playoff losses later that, that you know you can put on the back of a defense. So I didn't think that he was going to do that. 
do it again against I mean with Ken Dorsey. I, I didn't think he had it in him. I thought he was gonna wait until the to the end of the year. I thought he was gonna ride it out. But I think the pressure was mounting up against him and he saw the odds and he saw where this team was. And in fact, I believe that he also felt some of that heat. You know, the pressure and and heat on your seat are incredible motivators for anybody. And it's one thing when you're when your seat is pretty safe and cool and comfortable. It's another thing when you start feeling heat on your own self. And I think that kind of motivated Sean to say, hey, you know, we got to make a decision. We have to make a decision. We have to move on from Ken Dorsey. And they went ahead and did it. And I don't think that it was the wrong decision. I think it was the right decision. Not necessarily based upon well, it, it wasn't based upon the Broncos game alone. I think it was a it was a culmination of games. When you look at the losses and how the offense has looked, it hasn't looked good. Now, there's blame to go around, not just on Ken Dorsey. A lot of it is on, is, on, is on Josh Allen. But here's where I stand. Here's where I stand. And trust me, guys, I mean, we're, not making, we're not making excuses. It is what it is. I think that players and certain players, they need to be coached a certain way. And all of the greats, a lot, a lot of the greats, they need tough, coaches in their lives look at michael jordan you look at tiger woods you look at kobe bryant all throughout sports you look at tom brady the goat they needed tough coaching and when i look at when i look at at josh allen i don't think he was getting that type of coaching and that relationship with ken dorsey now, Ken Dorsey may be a good coach, a good offensive-minded head coach, I mean, a good offensive mind and a good coordinator, but the fit with, with, with he and Josh Allen, it just did not work out. It didn't work out. And I think that Josh really needs that strong coach. You know what I'm saying? Because when you look at Josh Allen's best years, who are they under? Brian Dayball. How is Brian Dayball coaching Josh? We've seen it on the sidelines. We've seen it hard. He would get in his grill, yelling, arguing, cussing him out, whatever. I mean, he did not play, and he reeled Josh in. And I think that type of coaching is what led to Josh flourishing and growing. Some players just need that type of a coach. And I think Josh is no different. I think, you know, when you look at the type of coach, I mean, the type of player that he is, Josh is a wild stallion. He is a wild stallion. And he needs somebody strong enough who can reel him in. You can't, you know, if, if you get this wild stallion bucking and, and, and carrying on, you can't, you, you don't need a, somebody who's kind of soft and, and timid and, you know, to really get get that horse in and reel him in, no, you need to, you you need an alpha, somebody who's strong, who that stallion is going to respect. And I'm not I'm not saying that Josh did not respect Ken Dorsey. I believe he did, but I just think that maybe the relationship dynamic wasn't what we thought it should be. And Josh needed that hard coach. Now we're going to find out whether or not that's. Joe Brady. You're going to find out. Uh, because he 
himself is, is also facing a, a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. And we're going to talk about what we need to see out of Joe Brady here, here coming up in the show. But make no mistake about it. This team is not only under the magnifying glass right now, and you can tell that there are sharks in the water who are waiting for these bills to, 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 to bleed out. There's vultures in the sky waiting for the bills to die. National media, everybody is waiting to pounce on the Buffalo Bills. Pressure's on. It's on Sean McDermott. Like I mentioned, there's nowhere for him to hide. He, he, he's fired his offensive coordinator. He, I mean, uh, last year, he, I mean, he got rid of his defensive coordinator in Leslie Frazier. So Sean is, is, is coaching the defense, and now he's, ha- now he's having to, 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 to get rid of his offensive coordinator and bring in Joe Brady or, or promote Joe Brady. There is no room for Sean. There's none. You can call it a scapegoat move if you want to. I don't think that was the case. I think it needed to be done. But what happens if it doesn't work out? Where are all the eyes going to go? It's going to go square on Sean McDermott. And he's, he's, he's staking, I think, his future with the Buffalo Bills right now. He's putting his future with the Bills at stake. But that move right there, that move to get rid of Ken Dorsey, is him not only feeling the pressure and feeling the heat, but it's him staking his future with the Bills. Because if it does not work, all eyes are on him. And all heat is on him. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So it didn't work out with Dorsey. It didn't work out with Dorsey. And I think we all saw the writing on the wall, right? When you look at it, like, what went wrong? Well, we have seen a lot of, you know, analysts and, and guys in the national media who are analysts who, who look at film for, for a life, I mean, for, 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 for a living, they, they, they continue to point out the flaws in the Buffalo Bills offense. We've seen guys like, like Dan Orlovsky talk about the offense of the Buffalo Bills under Ken Dorsey and how it's too predictable. We've seen uh, and, and heard from Brett Coleman talk about, you know, uh, from an analytic standpoint, though the Bills are top, in the NFL, when it comes to analytics and EPA and all that kind of stuff, the main issue that he found out was that the Bills scored a lot of theoretical points, but not a lot of real points. And he said that once they got into the red zone or, the, or, or, or field goal position, that's when the offense stalled out. And it stalled out because of mistakes, penalties, and the number one issue is a, a, a poor run scheme by Ken Dorsey. The scheme was bland. It was it was conservative. It was awful. He said one of the worst run schemes in the NFL. And then we heard just the other day from former defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier, you know, on a podcast, talking about when they, they asked him, how would you defend the Buffalo Bills right now? And he flat out said it. He says, look, what, what what brought fear into defense's minds, you know, was, was the threat of Josh Allen running the ball. And he said, but that threat is gone. Because for whatever reason, they're not running Josh. Josh is not using his legs. So because the threat of his legs is, 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 is non-existent, now defenses can just sit back in coverage. And he says, I would just play coverage because Josh is no threat to run the ball. 
He's no threat to use his legs anymore. <laughs> and that makes the, the Bills offense that's already bland and basic even the more easier to defend. So it's no, it's no reason why Ken Dorsey had to leave. He had to go. He, he, he had to leave. And so now in comes Joe Brady. What are we going to see from Joe Brady? Because there's a lot of pressure on him too. He's put in a, in a, he's been placed in a very tough situation because he's basically having to be the savior for the offense. That's basically like like the reason for the Bills sitting at five and five right now. Because despite the defense, you know, with all their injuries, they've been playing, they've been playing very well and keeping the team in games. So you can't really fault the defense because they've been doing their job to a degree, right? Under the circumstances, but the offense has been so bad. So bad. So now it's like, all right, Joe, in you go. Here are the keys. You've got it. Save us. And man, Joe Brady is, man, he's in a pickle. He is definitely in a pickle. But what can we realistically expect from Joe Brady? Well, I mean, I, I don't know that I don't know if there's if there's too much we can really expect, you know, um, from him apart from him really, I guess, you know, utilizing the offense and the scheme that 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 Dorsey left and trying his best to to maximize the players and to maximize the scheme. And because I don't think that that we're gonna see a whole lot of new wrinkles in terms of a new offense or, or really him inputting you know, what he thinks schematically. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's too late in the season for him to just have wholesale changes on, on the offense. But what I, what I do want to see and what I think that, 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 that needs, to, needs to be seen from him is new life and energy. You know, sometimes change is good. And it may not be that, you know, change was needed because you know, certain you know things were bad. It's just like we got to switch things up because it's, it's it's becoming too monotonous. It's becoming too mundane. It's becoming too too stale. And so we got to switch things up, right? Uh, I, I don't know about you guys, but you know, I, I'm a I'm a big proponent of, of changing environments in my house. And I like to I'm 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 the I'm the dad and the husband who who rearranges furniture, you know, ever so often. I can't stand seeing furniture, especially in the living room. You know, place in the same position, and that's just it. It doesn't move, because for me, like I'm, a, I'm an environment guy. I like the atmosphere, and and sometimes it just gets stale, and I need to switch it up. And it's, you know, and it doesn't mean go buying a new new furniture set, new living room set, and new you know uh, decorations. No, sometimes it's just rearranging the furniture that you already have in the room, and you'd be surprised at how much of a difference it makes the atmosphere. You know, and and so. Maybe perhaps, you know, that's all the Bills need was just a just a change and 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 an offensive coordinator right now and who's leading this offense. Just a change in the voice that Josh hears in his ear. And it's not really a new person because they've been with he's been with the Joe Brady's been with the Bills, right? For for what two years now. 
So it's a familiar voice, but it's just him re- it's just the Bills rearranging the furniture in the house. This is rearranging some things. And what I think it's going to bring is going to bring newness and 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 just a uh, uh, a sense of new life in the offense. You have to expect that to happen, right? It's it's new. You know, players are used to him already, and they're like, all right, let's 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 roll with it. Let's roll with it. Let's see what let's see what Brady has to offer. And you know, I don't know if you guys took you know had the opportunity to really look at um this week. There were some clips about you know in practice, and we got to see Joe Brady in practice and kind of you know how he was moving and operating within you know I mean with the team, and uh, I mean he was very involved. He was very very involved. I don't have the clip. You have to go to the Bills uh, website, but he was very involved. You know, and, and I liked it. it. It showed me that there was some newness to it, some new life. You know that he's trying to interject into the into the offense, um, and then he's younger. Right, I mean, thirty-four years old. He's younger. I mean, Ken Dorsey was young too, but he's he's younger, so he's closer to the age of of a lot of a lot of the players, you know, on the team. But he brings that 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 youthfulness into the offense. But then on top of that, Brady actually brings a lot of experience. He really does, and he actually brings more experience than Ken Dorsey did when Ken Dorsey got the job. So a quick history lesson on, on, on Joe Brady's, uh, you know, career. So he came from when he went just, just his coaching career started off in, in new Orleans. So he was under Sean Payton as an offensive assistant to Sean Payton. And then from there, he went to LSU and he was the, uh, the wide receiver coach slash pass game coordinator for the LSU Tigers. And in that year he became, I mean, he, in that, in that year, in that capacity, he was coaching Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Clyde Edwards-Elair, that offense, okay? Now, those players weren't high marquee players until, until I mean, before Joe Brady got there. But once Joe Brady got there and he brought a different offense to that team, they were unstoppable, and they ended up winning the college national championship. We know that. Right. But because of what Joe Brady was able to do with that offense. Which as a reward, he got looked at by a lot of NFL, you know, uh, franchises. And he ended up taking an offensive coordinator job with the Carolina Panthers. Okay, now that did not work out. Obviously, we know Matt Rule, terrible coach. Okay, terrible coach. He got rid of Joe Brady. Um, Word on the street was, you know, he wanted to he wanted Joe Brady to run the ball more. That sound familiar? <laughs> and Joe Brady was was like trying to install, you know, this this ridiculous pass game. He and Matt Rule didn't didn't fit. He got he got fired after one year, and then the following year, Matt, and then Matt Rule gets fired. And so now, Sean McDermott was fortunate enough to scoop him up and bring him to to his staff. So Joe Brady now um, has a lot of experience. Has a lot of experience, and so I like what he brings to the table for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. What I want to see him do is I need him to not only infuse some new life and some new energy into the team, but I 
You know, I want to see him maximize the players that are on this field. And just to back up a little bit here, going back to just kind of what I want him to infuse into the this offense, Sean McDermott made a very um what's the word I'm looking for? When he when, when he was talking about the, Joe Brady getting promoted. And, you know, the reason why he had a, you know, let go of Ken Dorsey, he alluded to leadership. And, you know, we we heard him talk about, and we heard this for his phrase, you know, going around Bill's Mafia circles and whatever about, you know, um, a subculture of the bigger culture of the team, right? That's what Sean McDermott said in his press conference after he, 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 uh, he relieved Ken Dorsey of his duties, and he was talking about, in the context of leadership, he was talking about, you know, there needing to be a subculture of the bigger culture of the team. So what does that mean? Well, in the context of leadership, he's, he's, he's in essence saying the offense was missing culture. They, 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 the culture of the offense did not reflect the culture of the team. And Sean McDermott talked about, you know, the team and, and talked about the culture and, and really the, 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 the tenacity of the team, the physicality of the team that you, when we, when we, when we hear Sean McDermott talk about, we know who he is from a culture standpoint, we understand what he's trying to bring and what he really has brought to the team since he's been here. But what he was saying was that the offense under Ken Dorsey was not an extension of that vision of his leadership. It wasn't an extension of it. And so when you as a leader are, are trying to, are trying to, you know, um, establish your vision and your culture for your organization or whatever the case may be, you want an extension to go out to everybody else to, to whom you manage. Right. But when, you know, there are some people that you manage, you know, they have a department that that's under you that they manage and you don't see your culture being instilled in that department. You have to make decisions. As a leader, you have to make those decisions. And Sean McDermott made that decision. He said, you know what? I'm not seeing in the offense what I see in the rest of the team or what I want to see. And so you've got to go. And I think that was a jab at Ken Dorsey's leadership. That not, not to say that Ken Dorsey was a bad guy, but just... He wasn't giving him what he wanted in the offense. That goes beyond X's and O's. You know what I'm saying here? And so maybe he sees that in Joe Brady. I mean, he had other options when you look at the offensive room, he, That guys that had way more experience than Joe Brady. He had Mike Shula, the senior offensive assistant, tons of offensive you know, coordinating experience and, and quarterback coaching and all that kind of stuff. He had Aaron Cromer, older guy, tons of coaching experience from the O-line to offensive coordinator, all that kind of stuff. But he went with the young guy in Joe Brady. That says a lot. That says a lot. Because I don't think Sean McDermott just makes these decisions all willy-nilly. You know, he takes his time with it. And uh, he was very fortunate to pick up Joe Brady when he did. We will see. This is not just a ringing endorsement of Joe Brady. We haven't seen enough from him yet, but it's enough to let us know that, hey, there could be something there. And uh, we hope, <laughs> we hope that's the case. 
right? Otherwise, the Bills are going to find themselves in a whole lot of trouble. A whole lot of trouble. Let me take a look here at the chat here um, and just kind of run through some super, uh, super chat here. I've got a super chat from my man Jeff King coming up. Jeff King, what's good, my brother? Appreciate you, man. He says, yo, there's nothing I want more than for my bills to succeed. But it's like having a Lamborghini and picking your prom date up in a Kia. <laughs> oh, man, Jeff. That's funny. He says, enough. Change this crap and change it now. Drive a Lamborghini. Better shot of getting some. That's facts. That's facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you pulling up in the Kia. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't too much know what you're going to, if you know, if, if you're going to score in the Kia when you get a Lambo. You pull that Lambo up, it's a whole different story. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, I, I mean, I, you look, I, I agree with that 100%, Jeff. 100%. They need to succeed. And, and, and here's, here's my thinking, too. This team, even though they are where they are because of what they have done, themselves, to themselves. If this team can figure it out, nobody's stopping them. Nobody's stopping them. And that's even with the defense being compromised. Because I've seen enough, I've seen enough from them right now in this current compromised state to say, man, look, I've got faith in the defense because they've, they, they've been doing what they had to do under the circumstances, and they have really been carrying this team. So you got to commend the defense, and you got to commend Sean McDermott for what he's done. It is, <laughs> I, you know, I thought it was a wrap. When you lose those kind of guys, five key starters, and you, and you lose those guys from your defense, it is very difficult to come back from that. And so when you see the defense playing as good as they have been playing, and you have to tip your cap to them and to, and to the coaching staff and to Sean McDermott for calling that defense, right? So we know we know the issue here. It's on the offense. It is. It's the offense. And if the offense can get right, man, look out. Look out. Because, uh, you know, I, I just don't see a team. And then when you look at the a the AFC right now, the landscape of the AFC, it seems like now things are kind of lining up. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 I am not a proponent for guys getting injured. I am not. Just let me just let me say that and put that out there. Okay. But when you look at the AFC and you look at what's happening, man, it's like the window is opening, and the light at the end of the tunnel is getting brighter and brighter for the Bills, and they the only thing they have to do is take care of business. Take care of business. You know what I mean? That's, that's going to come up to the Buffalo Bills. It really is. It's, it's going to come up to them. They have to handle business. And, uh, and it starts tomorrow against the New York Jets. Shout out to you guys, man, for joining What's going on? This is Ray to Rev. Smash that like, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already done so. I've got uh, my man Johnny coming in with a super chat. He says, yo, many thoughts on Quentin Spain's comments about the Bills finding the wrong guy. You know, I saw that. And uh, I don't really think too much about it. 
because we know how we know how Quentin Spain left. He left kind of salty, right? He was salt. He was in his feelings because he felt like he should be starting. He, he wasn't starting. You know what I'm saying? And so, and the Bills let him go. And then as soon as they they let him go, he starts, you know, taking jabs at the team. So I'm a, I ain't really, I, I don't really think too much about that, about Quentin Spain, especially when a guy like leaves the way he left. Now, we'll find out soon enough if Sean McDermott really is the guy that needs to be relieved of his duties, you know. But for now, no. I, I, ain't, I ain't giving a second thought to what Quinn Spain said. Now, moving on. Moving on with these Buffalo Bills. You take a look at the NFL right now in the landscape and what's going on in, in the national media and the narrative. Look, as I mentioned before, people are ready to pounce on this team. They've already rung them. They've already they've already dragged them through the mud after losing to the Broncos. Can, can you imagine what's going to happen if they lose tomorrow to the Jets? It's going to be crazy, right? It's going to be ridiculous. But I want to take a look at the power rankings because this is going to take this. What this is going to do is it's going to give you an idea of 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 where everybody is putting the bills right now. Okay. Because for a while now, the I think last, I think, no, a couple of weeks ago, the bills fell at 11th. I think they're, they're either 10 or 11 in the NFL power rankings on NFL.com. Now, when you look at it, you've got the Eagles at one, the Kansas city chiefs at two Ravens at three, the lions at four Niners, five, Dolphins six, Cowboys seven. I still might flip those two. Um, Jags at eight. Cleveland Browns at nine. Houston Texans round off the top 10 in the NFL power rankings on NFL.com. So where did the Bills fall? <laughs> well, let's keep looking because they definitely fell. 11, the Seattle Seahawks. 12, the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, this was before um, their game to the, with the Ravens. Okay, so this came out before the, the, the Ravens game. All right, and they haven't updated it yet. 13, where are the Bills? Nope. <laughs> 13 is the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers at 6-3 and three at 13. So where did the Buffalo Bills fall? 14. The Buffalo Bills are ranked 14th in the NFL power rankings by NFL.com. And here's what they had to say about this. They said they failed three spots, four turnovers or five if you count the third quarter turnover on downs. A defense that spent 37-plus minutes on the field, two back-breaking penalties in the final 35 seconds, and that, kids, is how the Bills Lost to the Broncos on Monday night. That's a fourth defeat in six weeks, dropping the Buffalo Bills to a shocking 500 record. What do you do with this team? 
Josh Allen did his usual goat turned hero thing, but the early missed opportunities and too much time left on the clock came back to bite Buffalo. Digging out of holes is no way to live on a weekly basis. I agree with that. When I alluded to the idea of the Bills missing the playoffs last week, it still felt like they'd get things straightened out, but now it's in real doubt. They still have to weather the Jets at home and go to Philly before the badly needed bye. Now, I don't know if there's too much that I disagree with right there. The Bills have placed themselves in this position, 100%. 14. And then now let's, let's just take a look at the standings here, okay? Let's take a look at the standings. Let me find the standings. The NFL standings right now. We know the Bills are um, second place in the AFC East, okay? Surprising. That the Bills are second place in the AFC East, okay, in the division. All right, when we look at the conference, the conference, the Bills are the current 11th seed. So if the if the playoffs were tomorrow, the Bills would not come close to sniffing it, the 11th seed. But neither would the Bengals, Raiders, who are at nine at all either, or the Colts, okay? So the top seven teams in the AFC are the Chiefs, Ravens, Jags, Dolphins, Steelers, Browns, and Texans, okay? Bills wouldn't make the playoffs right now if the playoffs were tomorrow. Um, that's not good for the Bills. They have, they have a hole to climb out of, okay? A serious hole to climb out of. When you look at this team at 5-5, five and five, they are 1-2 and two in the division. Two and five in the conference. Okay. Let's just let's just pause right there. They have five losses in the AFC right now. And two losses in the division. You have to think. You have to think and imagine that if the Bills lose tomorrow, the odds are incredibly against the Bills to make the playoffs. If they lose tomorrow, that's how significant this game is, really. Because then they'll have six conference losses and then be one and three in the division. That is not good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> not by a long shot. I know sometimes I, you know, and I've heard, I've heard people trying to make a comparison to I think the 2021 season when the bills were you know come december they were on the outside looking in and i think the the patriots were leading the division and then the bills went on an incredible run i think they won like the last four games and then the patriots lost i think the last four games and so that flipped the bills put the, you know that put the bills first place in the division and then you know we know what happened right they they won they were on fire in the, in the playoffs until 13 seconds this year is different than that year. Now, granted, there's more season left, but the Bills are in a deeper hole than that team was. I mean, they're five and five right now, and you when you look at the schedule, I mean, 
yeah, <laughs> it's not tough. I mean, it's not easy. Okay. And I think I saw Kim Betts. Where did she go? I think I saw her put out that it was a 13% chance. 13% chance that the Bills lose tomorrow. 13% chance that the Bills making the playoffs. Miracles can happen. But 13% is not in your favor at all. Okay? So let's take a look at, at the schedule right now. That's what I want to do. I want to take a look at the schedule, and let's see what we can find together. Okay? What, kind, what wins can we find together for the Buffalo Bills? Who do they have to win? Who do they have to beat, rather? Okay? Uh, let me see here. Let me pull them up. I mean, I know the schedule off the top of my head, but I want to I wanna just go through it here and watch. All right, so Bill's 5-5 five and five right now. All right. Are you ready? Let's, 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 let's do this. Let's do this together. Against the Jets. Because you have to think, 5-5, five and five, okay, let, let, first of all, let, let me preface it by asking this question. How many wins do you think the Bills need to have to get into the playoffs? You think it's 10? You think it's 9? Or do you think, they build, you think the Bills need to win 11 games? Where do you, where, where do you think? Where, what's, what's, the, what's the comfortable position? I think, I think probably it's, it's what, about 10 games, right? 10 wins? 10 wins likely gets you in. Um, I don't know if 10 wins is going to be enough to win the division, though. That could be another conversation that we'll have tonight. But it may at least make you comfortable and get in maybe as a wild card, okay? So 10 wins at least, right? I agree. Cash says, you know, 10 at least, at least. So let's find five more wins for the Buffalo Bills this season, okay? I don't have my pen, but you guys, you get, you guys tally it with me. All right, the Jets. Are you giving the Bills a win? Against the Jets? Let me see. Um, <laughs> Turbo Duran says, your Bills suck. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Against the Jets, let's just, let's just, let's just, for, for these purposes, let's just say the Bills win against the Jets. All right? That's one. All right? You don't necessarily have to believe it, but let's just say Bills win against the Jets because, I mean, golly, they have to win, right? If they lose that game, one and three in the division, two and six in the conference, it's terrible. They have to win that game. Have to, all right? So let's just say the Bills win, okay? However it looks, they win. That's one. The Eagles. <laughs> I, think, I think we can all agree that's an L, okay? All right, put an L there. Then you get the bye week. Coming off of the bye is where it gets dicey, all right? At the Chiefs. Are you giving the Bills a win at the Chiefs or a loss? I'm not feeling it, <laughs> okay? I'm not feeling it. So let's just say, oh, man, that's tough, man. That's tough. And I think, I mean, I guess it, it would depend on where the Chiefs are, but, I mean, come on now. They're like, the Chiefs are fighting for the one seed. 
And, and I know the offense is not really that good this year. They really aren't that good. The Chiefs are so beatable, right? And the Bills have beaten these, these guys in the regular season before. And it depends so much on what offense we see out of the Bills, doesn't it? Uh, but let's just assume that we don't see much change offensively. Oh, my gosh. Right, because we have to go by what we've seen. L, right? I don't, you know, that's a loss, okay? That's a loss against the Chiefs, okay? Then the Bills go to the Chargers. I mean, no, the Bills go home to play the Cowboys. You giving the Bills a win at home against the Cowboys? What do y'all think? Show me. Show me, show me, show me. Let me see here. I'm trying to go through the chat because I want to I want to know what you guys think. Bills, Cowboys, is that a win or a loss? Mm. 916 says L. Jermaine says that's an L. Okay. Oh man, that's gonna be tough. Jeremy Bennett says win. You know, I'm of the belief that. The Bills win that game. Okay? I don't know how, but the Bills win that game. They've been doing good against the NFC. <laughs> okay? So let's say the Bills win. I'll give them a win. All right? I don't trust the Cowboys, you know, on the road anyway. Especially not then in Buffalo. Cold. Could be snowing. I give the Bills a win. All right. So now we're looking at the cross-country trip in L.A. against the Chargers. That Chargers team. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlay, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Is, is Jekyll and Hyde as well. But that's a matchup that, ooh. I don't know. Okay. Coming off of a win against the Cowboys at home, they go cross country to play the Chargers. What do you think? I think right now the Bills are desperate. The Bills are desperate, okay? They're so desperate. So I'm going to give them a win there. It's going to be a tough fought game, but let's give them a win, okay? Oh, man, I don't know how comfortable I feel with that one. So now we have two games, division games. Patriots in the wing. I mean, Patriots at home followed by the Dolphins in Miami. The Bills, there's no way they lose to the Pages again, right? There's just no way they lose to the Pages again. None. At home, I think the Bills, I think they win that game. All right? I'm going with a win. So now it comes down to week 18 in Miami against the Dolphins. This is for all the marbles, because right now, as we currently sit, it's four wins so far. Four wins, two losses, and they need one more to get in the playoffs against the Dolphins, who are probably at that point, you know, they, they, they may have already won the division, I don't know, or they could be fighting for the division too. So this is going to be a playoff game against the Miami Dolphins Week 18 in Miami. The Bills already won. Can the Bills complete the sweep of the Dolphins in order to save their postseason lives? (laughs) The homer in me wants to pick the Bills. But let's just say they lose. Let's say they lose in Miami. Let's say they lose in Miami. That gives the Bills a 9-7 and seven record. Is that right? No, 9-8. and 9-8 and eight record. Are they getting in? Is there anybody else that you think that you would switch it? Because, I mean, we got four wins here, not five. That was a win against, who was it? So we started it off with a win against the Jets, a loss against the Eagles, a win against the Chiefs. No, 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 loss against the Chiefs. And then the Bills went on a three-game win streak um, after that Chiefs loss with a win against the Cowboys, Chargers, and Patriots. So if you're trying to get that fifth win, where is it coming from? You either have to flip a win and loss with with the Dolphins or you think that the Bills have to win against, you know, the Eagles. But I think it's probably going to come to an AFC game, right? So they have to win against the Dolphins. If, if, If we're giving them a win against the Jets tomorrow, followed by two losses against the Eagles and the Chiefs, that means the Bills, after the Chiefs game, have to go on a run. Beat the Cowboys, beat the Chargers, beat the Patriots, 
and beat the Dolphins. Needless to say, it's going to be tough sledding, right? It's going to be tough sledding for these Bills. And you, I mean, you, you can try to, you know, find your find your wins and losses however you want, but it's the Bills have to take care of business. And it starts tomorrow against the Jets. If they lose that game, it's probably done. It's, it's done with. Because then you say, you figure, all right, now they're going to have to really run the table. They're going to have to beat the Eagles, find a way to win against the Eagles. They're going to have to run the table. It's going to be tough. Is it impossible? Of course not. Of course not. Of course it's not. It's not impossible. Anything is possible, right? It just depends upon what Bill's team we see, right? And uh, this is why I, mean, I, I talked about the pressure and how much pressure really is on this team right now. You cannot tell me, and I know we're going to hear from them talk about it's a week-to-week league and we're only focused on the Jets. And blah, blah, blah. I get it, but you have – even Josh, I think Josh even made mention of it that, that they, they know where they are right now. They know where they are. There is not any room for error. The margin for error is extremely small for the Bills. Extremely small. And against the Jets, it's not going to be an easy game. It's not. These, this, this New York Jets team is a thorn in our side. We've already beaten the Bills. I beat them week one. The defense is nasty. That defense is, is, is I mean, gives this team fits. It gives this team fits. That's a Super Bowl winning defense. You know, we, I mean, we hear the cliche, you know, uh, offense scores points, but defense wins championships. I'm telling you right now, if, if the Jets had a quarterback to score points, that's the defense that will win them a championship, hands down. If they had a healthy Aaron Rodgers, I'll say that, because they do have a, they do have a quarterback who, who can score points for the team. If Aaron Rodgers is able to get back healthy before, they're, before you know, their season is lost mathematically, watch out. Okay, watch out. So... It's going to be a tough game for the Bills. They're going to have to win that game. And uh, uh, we're going to have to see a lot out of them, okay? We're going to have to see a lot out of them. Uh, Jeff King comes in on Super Chat. Jeff, what's up, man? I appreciate it. He says, yo, the Bills are in that Black Eyed Peas category right now in every game. Got to get that boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Jeff, you're nuts, man. They got to get it, man. They have to get it. From here on out, the Bills have to get it. Okay? And I think we all know that. Um, I saw another Super Chat, so I'm going to take the time right now to read some Super Chats that have come through. Um, It's Cameo comes in with a Super Chat. I appreciate it. They say, yo, any word if Brady, if Brady is in the booth or sideline? No, I haven't heard about it. Uh, which I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because it's something that I wanted to talk about with Joe Brady as far as like what I wanted to see, what else I wanted to see from him. I want to see him on the sideline. I do. It may be a situation that he's not comfortable with, 
but it may be something that needs to happen for Josh's sake. Because if you go back to, to, to Brian Dayball, when, when they first got Dayball, Dayball was used to being in the booth. All of his time coaching, he was coaching in the booth. And he, I, I even think that he, 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 he coached um, early with the, with the Bills and, and Josh Allen in the booth, and then he, and then he, he switched it up. He's like, yeah, no, I need to be on the sideline. He got on the sideline, and, uh, man, that's what Josh needed. I think that's what Josh needs for him, and you have to be willing to kind of get out of your comfort zone and do what's best for Josh because no matter how much easier it is for you to call plays and see the field from up top in the booth, it doesn't matter if Josh on the sideline is having issues and you, and he needs that that one-on-one connection with somebody in his ear. You know, and, he, and Sean McDermott even even alluded to to it um, in his press conference um, um, following you know him relieving Ken Dorsey of his duties. He said, "Yo, look, when it comes to being in the booth or on the sidelines, like you can be in the booth, but you better have a general on the sidelines." That's that's exactly what he said. You better have some generals on the sidelines. And so I don't know that the, what the Bills' offensive coaching staff is like. I don't know if they have generals on the sideline or whatnot. If they don't. If they do not, Ken, I mean, uh, uh, Joe Brady needs to have his butt on the sideline. And he needs to be that general in Josh's ear. He has to be that guy. He does. You look at what, what Brian Dayball did. He, get, he got out of his comfort zone and was right there on the sideline. And he was coaching Josh hard. When Josh was throwing up stupid interceptions, you saw Brian Dayball go completely berserk on Josh. He got in his ear, got in his face. Maybe that's what Josh needs. He just needs a hard coach to grab him by the face mask and, and yank him straight and talk some sense into him. You know what I'm saying? That's probably what he needs. And so I need Joe Brady on the sideline. I need him to be there to provide that, that, that energy for, the, for Josh in the offense. And if needed, I don't even know if that's his personality, but if needed, get in his face, get in his grill or something, right? But just to be there for him right there. That's what's needed. And I want to see that. Because I don't, I don't really know. I mean, if Joe Brady is, is in the booth, who's on the sidelines? Mike Shula? Right? I mean, come on. Like, like, no. Joe Brady needs to be on the sidelines. Okay? But that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. Man, shout out to everybody who's joined me live. We are an hour into the show right now. Um, and I, 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 we've got a couple hundred in here strong. Smash that like, hit the subscribe button for me if you haven't already done so. But let's keep it moving. Yo, 916 comes in. He says, yo, uh, Josh D's an alpha coach. That's exactly right. That, that, that's, that's exactly what I think needs to happen. I think Josh really needs that type of a coach, an alpha coach. He's a stallion, man. He's a wild stallion. And you need somebody who's going to be able to reel him in. Grab him by the reins and set him straight. Not everybody can 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 jump on that wild horse, man. Not everybody can do it. It takes a serious wrangler to be able to do that. And uh, we're going to find out whether or not that's Joe Brady. So um, let's pivot here. Let's pivot. When you are... Uh, 
here, matter of fact, let me let me pull it up here. Let me pull it up on my banner here for you guys. So that way we have an idea of where we're going and where we are in the show right now. Players to watch. We pivot and we look at this matchup right now against the New York Jets. Who do you have your eyes on in this game? It's a player that you have to watch. For me, um, I got my eye. Jeez, man. Like, I want to see more out of James Cook, but I want to see the James Cook that we saw last week. Yeah, we're talking about the James Cook that 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 got benched for a few series and came back with his with his dreads on fire. Like, that's the type of James Cook I want to see. And I want to see if that was just, you know, a fluke or if he really has that dog in him. You know what I'm saying? Because I really believe that we need to we need to see the run game go off. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't just rely on Josh to sling the rock 40-plus times a game. We need that balance, but we need an efficient and an effective run game. And that's going to come from James Cook. But we need to see James Cook be that guy. I mean, we so far. I mean, we we've seen we've seen what uh, Latavius Murray's been able to do. Right, he's been getting the start, in, you know, for 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 a while now. But you don't you don't spend a second round pick on James Cook just to have him on the sidelines. Like we need to see more out of him on a consistent on a consistent basis. And one thing that I do like about what Joe Brady could bring to the offense is that, you know, in it, what he's a student of Sean Payton. And when you look at Sean Payton's offense, you have to look beyond not just the passing game, but you, then you look at who he had in the backfield and Alvin Kamara, how he was able to utilize Alvin Kamara in the pass game to be a legit receiving weapon out of the backfield for, defenses to have to account for in addition to the the receiving weapons that he had now i'm not saying that james cook is the second coming of alvin kamara but what i am saying is that when he was drafted we all had these um we were all told that this is what he brought to the table he was this receiving guy he's a fast uh, back and he has incredible hands but under ken dorsey we didn't see it we just didn't see it. We didn't see Dorsey maximizing the skill set of James Cook like he should have. So when I look at Joe Brady and what, what he's been under coaching-wise, it gives me hope that he's going to be able to unlock a guy like James Cook. Not just in the run game, but in the passing game. Now, how much he's able to do that with seven games left in the season and not having a full off season to really install his own offense is to be determined, right? But if he can just do more than Ken Dorsey did, I think that would bode well because, I mean, the offense has weapons, right? I mean, you got Stephon Diggs, the Gabe Davis, eh, you know what I'm saying? I'm kind of, I'm indifferent when it comes to Gabe Davis, but if we can get the Gabe Davis that we saw against the Bucks, I'm all for it, okay? You got Kincaid, a rising star. Then you have other guys, you know, that 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 haven't been used. Namely, 
Deontay Hardy. Deontay Hardy. Like, can we see this guy being utilized? So I'm definitely going to be looking out for James Cook and how he's going to be utilized in this game. And then the uses of, of, of Deontay Hardy, okay? Because, man, I think he offers more. And we, and we were told this as well when, we, when, we, when the Bills signed him in the offseason that he's going to provide more than Isaiah McKenzie. He's not just going to be a gadget guy. He is a route-running guy, and, and he can stretch the defense. We haven't seen that. We haven't. And that's to no fault of his own, in my opinion. This guy brings it. Ken Dorsey didn't use, use him. He did not use him. He didn't use him. So those are the two main guys that I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, another guy that I that I wonder that I wonder if we're gonna get a chance to see is 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 Leonard Fournette. Like, I mean, are we gonna get? To see, is he gonna get activated anytime soon at all? You know, and and you have to imagine Brandon Bean is somewhat frustrated, right? Like, like he goes out. Gets these guys, you know, you find Leonard Fournette late in the season, able to bring him, add him to the, to the team because, you know, of, of the running back room and, you know, Harris going out, you know, being injured and he's on IR. So he brings a guy with tons of experience who has, you know, um, enough in the tank and he's a big bruising power back, right, who's also can be used, you know, um, out of the backfield in the passing game. And Leonard Fournette, sign him to the practice squad, and for whatever reason, the coaching staff hasn't even activated him yet. Now, this guy has a ton of football in his belt. You mean tell me he, 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 you can't, you know, create a package of plays for him to learn the offense and, and activate him and play him? I mean, I think what last game did we activate? What, Ty Johnson? Really? So I'm, I'm hoping that we can see Leonard Fournette because I want to see a ground game being established against the Jets. It's going to be difficult for you to pass on them, on that team. It's going to be incredibly difficult for the Bills to pass on them. Okay? But if we can establish a run game with James Cook and and, and, and Latavius Murray and then sprinkle in Leonard Fournette and get that thing going, it's going to open up the passing game. So the three people that I'm looking forward to seeing, James Cook, Deontay Hardy, and then Leonard Fournette, I have to see them being utilized. I mean, for crying out loud, I mean, this goes back to even last year, and, and, and you know, I'm thinking about, and it goes, it, 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 you know, it, it makes me think about, well, yeah, I mean, getting rid of the Ken Dorsey was the right move because you remember when, 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 when uh, Brandon Bean brought in Naheem Hines and how long it took to see Naeem Hines being utilized in the offense. And he really never really was utilized for a while. And all of a sudden he became like, you know, they use him in special teams. But we're like, why did you bring this guy in and you're not using him? That's coaching. That's not Brandon Bean. You can't fault him. He's doing his job. He's, he's trying to, you know, patchwork some things here and, and, and add some players here and there to kind of help out and round out the team. It's up to the coaches to use to use these players, and they he didn't use he didn't use Hines. So let's hope Joe Brady is different. All right, 
Kim Betts comes and says, yo, no run out of shotgun. My good grief. Yes, please not. Let's not do that, okay? Because the Bills stink at it. They stink at it. Get Josh under center. Get those big guys up front moving forward. And let's establish the line of scrimmage here. And be consistent with it. Be consistent. Don't just be like, oh, well, it didn't work after a few times. And now we're going to bring Josh back in the shotgun and just sling the rock. No. Be consistent. At this point, right now, where you, where this team is in the season, they can't afford, you know, to try to look pretty or to try to look cute. They got to win these games however they can. If they win a game nine to six, so be it. They win the game nine to six. They have to get these wins however they can. However they can. Right? That's what needs to happen. Um. Let me pivot here. Let me pivot. Because an hour and 10 here in the show, and I don't want to be too long with you guys tonight. So let's just jump right into it. And I want to hear from you all when it comes to this. So let me cue it up for you guys here. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be funny. This is going to be funny. I need y'all to bring the juice, bring the energy in it right now, okay? Because this is what I need to hear from you all. I haven't done it in the past few weeks here. I wasn't feeling it, but now's the time to do it. Now's the time for the segment. On my mama. On my mama. I put that on my mama. On my mama. Ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, on my mama time, what is your on my mama take for the Bills going into a must-win game against the New York Jets tomorrow afternoon? No more primetime. Afternoon matchup here. Rematch. Everything on the line. Pressure is on. Win, and you extend your season, and your hopes of getting a playoff berth increase, lose, and like Kim Betts said, you drop down a 13% chance of getting in the playoffs. It's for all the marbles. Oh, my mama, what's going to happen? That's what I want to see. So drop it here in the chat. On my mama. Let me think about this here. Because I'm trying to determine it here. <clears throat> William Collin comes in. William Collin comes in and says, yo, on my mama, Ed Oliver gets two sacks. I like it. I like it. Um, Ed Oliver's been playing extremely well this season. And uh, we need to, we, uh, again, this is, this is, this is going to be the game where we definitely need to see a complimentary brand of football, right? The defense has been playing pretty good. I want, let's make Zach Wilson look like who he's supposed to look like, okay? Which is a very mid-quarterback, <laughs> okay? Let's make him look bad. Crying out loud, man. I can't have another game where Zach Wilson wins. 
and beats the Buffalo Bills. And we can't, they got to hear about, oh, the Bills can't beat Zach Wilson. Man, forget that. Forget it. Ed Oliver, take over, baby. Take over. I've got Augustine says, yo, on my mama, if the Bills lose, I'll become a soccer fan. <laughs> oh, man. Look, um, soccer's all right. It's all right. Let's hope the Bills don't lose, okay? For your sake, Augustine. Let's hope, let's hope the Bills don't lose. Kim Betts comes in. Yo, on my mama, Josh has an MVP game. Oh, wouldn't that be something? Okay, so now let's get specific, Kim. So drop another on my mama take. What does an MVP game look like for Josh Allen against the Bills tomorrow? I mean, against the Jets tomorrow, rather. MVP game, I like it. Give me details. Uh, let me see here. Ronald comes in and says, yo, on my mama, the Bills win a close game. Close game, all right? Uh... Paul says, yo, Zach Wilson is one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen. Yeah. But the Bills have made him look very average. This is why we got to make him look like who he is. It's ridiculous. Um, It's Cameo says, yo, on my mama, we're going to find our offensive identity tomorrow against the best D in the league. On my mama. And that's what we need. We need the offense to really show up. Let me see here. Uh, yo, James Mount says, yo, uh, went out. Sounds like a great sports story to me. James, is that on my mama? Are you putting that on your mama, James? Because if you put that on your mama, that's going to be like the on my mama take of the season. The Bills, put it on your mama if you're really with it. Uh, Bill I Am says, on your mom. No, nah, don't put it on my mama. Put it on your mama, Bill I Am. Miller also has two sacks. All right. I like it, man. I need, I need, oh man, Vaughn Miller, the Vaughn Miller game would be incredible for him to come out and to show flashes of, of, of who he was last year before his, before his injury. Oh man, I would absolutely love it. Um, Jermaine says, yo, mid is being nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm being nice when it comes to Zach Wilson. Uh, Buffalo Dave, I'm gonna go ahead and put that, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say you're saying it on, on your mama. He said, Wilson ain't getting this duck. All right. Uh, let me see here. Uh, okay, here we go. Brandon Day says, oh, my mama Diggs is going to show out with Joe Brady. All right, Brandon Day. I like it. So give me some specifics. What does showing out look like? Give me, give me a stat line for Stephon Diggs going out. I mean, showing out tomorrow. That's what I want. Here we go. Jeremy Bennett says, yo, on my mama, we have 400-plus yards, three touchdowns in the air, another on the ground. Oh, my gosh, that would be nice, man. Wouldn't that be nice? Yo, hold on a second. I just realized something. Um, I didn't put my music on. I didn't turn my – why y'all didn't remind me? Let me turn my music on for the rest of the On My Mama's Take segment. Let's get that thing on. Here we go. Here we go. Let's turn up the juice a little bit here. Ah, much now. Now we now we rock. Now we rock. Buffalo Dave says, "Yo, 
31-35, four tutties, 75 yards rushing on my mama. Now, is that for Josh? Not like a score prediction with the, with the, uh, I'm confused by that. Are you talking about him going 31-35 30, for four touchdowns? Let me know, uh, Buffalo Dave. I'm kind of slow, okay? But I don't want to ruin your take. I'm kind of slow, all right? So Jetted Out comes in, the Jets fan. Oh, my mama, Jets three bills tomorrow. All right. That's probable. Jetted Out, we, we will find out. We will find out. Augustine says, yo, man, Rev, I'm just so hurt with these bills. It's been since the 90s. I'm with you, Augustine. I'm with you, man. Like, I'm there, too. I really am. I was really there last week. And at this point right now, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, give them as much positive energy as possible. Because, you know, in my heart of hearts, I'm a Bills fan, no doubt. I don't want to see the Bills miss the playoff. I don't want a scenario in which the Bills miss the postseason. So we're sitting here contemplating, blowing it all up. I don't want that to happen. So I'm going I'm to ride with these boys, even though I'm pissed. You know what I'm saying? Even though I'm not happy about what they've done and where they are right now. We need them to win out. We need them to win and, and, and get in. Win and get in, and then we'll figure the rest out from there. All right. Uh, Ronald Bryan says, you're on my mama. Josh needs to play a clean game. No pick. Okay, so on your mama, Josh has no pick. All right. I like it. Augustine says, you're on my mama. Josh will win this game at any cost. At any cost. Okay. What does that look like? I've got <laughs> this has to be a Jets fan. Daniel Blavsky says, Yo, all my mama Josh Allen throws three picks. There ain't no way he's doing that. He's not doing that. Josh said, I'm, I'm telling you right now. All my mama Josh is not throwing three picks. Not happening. Okay. Uh let's see here. Oh man, okay. So the Jets, the Jets fans are coming in. Bills Mafia, Buffalo Fanatics. You, you can't let the Jets fan take over, okay? I'm going to give him a little play. Junior Rudy says, yo, all my mama Joshua, three turnovers plus a soft six, six. We're not having that. We're not having that tomorrow. That ain't happening. James comes in and says, yo, all my mama McDermott will make at least one boneheaded head coach decision, but we still win. James, you probably, you're very, you're probably true. You're, I mean, you're probably right. Sean McDermott is, is liable to make one of those boneheaded decisions. But we got to win. We have to win. If the Bills win, if the Bills lose, Sean McDermott's coaching future with the Buffalo Bills is at hand. Yes, it is what it is. It is what it is. Ah, uh, let's see here. Yeah, Kim Bet says, yo, yeah, we need those those positive vibes. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Young 17 says, on my mama, Bills will win. It's by any means necessary. Bills will win. J Dub says, yo, on my mama, Jets win 17-14. Oh. Oh. And Plotsky says, yo, I'm a Dolphins fan. I'm a Jets fan. Okay, makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, Rudy, yo, it's all love, bro. We love the channel. I appreciate it, man. 
Let's look right back at you. All right, so William Collins comes in and says, yo, all my mama digs will embarrass him. Embarrass him. Embarrass him. I like it. I'm talking about. I, I need one of those Josh the Diggs bombs. Right over Stoss Gardner for the touchdown. You know what I'm saying? Like, Josh drops back, and it's just a throw route. Or maybe a double move. Josh, I mean, you know, Diggs puts a double move on Stoss, and he's wide open. Josh lays it down right in the bucket. 40, 50-yard bomb. Boom. Right to Diggs over Stoss. Kind of reminiscent of that game against the, against the Rams last year. Open up the season. He did that on on, on Jalen Rand. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. James Mormon says, You're on my mom with the Brady Allen show rock the NFL. Oh. Yes. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. So y'all got me fired up, man. Y'all really got me fired up. Let me let me give my um, um let me give my on um, my mama take. <laughs> it's probably gonna be so homer, but it's all right because I think I truly believe that this is the game where the offense comes a lot. I know the Jets' defense is incredible. Okay, I know that, but tomorrow. The Bills make them look like they're nothing. Hear me and hear me well. Okay. On my mama, tomorrow afternoon, against the New York Jets, for all the marbles right now in week 11, five and five Buffalo Bills against the four and five New York Jets creeping. Sean McDermott fired OC, Ken Dorsey. You got Joe Brady now calling the shot. On my mom, Josh Allen and Joe Brady go off. What does off look like? Josh Allen back at it again. I'm saying five total touchdowns from Josh Allen. Three passing touchdowns. Two rushing touchdowns. Josh Allen with 400 yards passing. On the game. And he looked like the MVP that we know he is. And that's on my mama. That's on my mama. On my mama, baby. This is the game. Forget who you're playing against. Forget all that. Remember who you are. That's what I want to see the Bills come out and do. You know, and I think that Joe Brady can really bring, I'm expecting him to really bring that energy. If I'm Joe Brady, I'm showing them clips of, 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 of who the Bills are, what this team can be when Josh is on his A game and offense is firing on all cylinders. They can't be beat. This is who we are. Forget them. Because in my opinion right now, it ain't about nobody else. It's not about the Jets. No disrespect, but it's not about the Jets. Not about anybody else. It's about the Buffalo Bills. About how they come out and play. If they come out, like I'm expecting them to come out, they cannot be beat. They cannot be beat. 
that's what I want, man. That's what I want. That's what I think is going to happen tomorrow. Against the Jets. On my mama. Let's go, man. Oh, let's go. This is a huge game. A huge game. All right. So now with that being said, let's jump right in to score predictions. Jump your score predictions right now. We got the, we got the music going. We got the positive vibes going. We got the energy climbing up. You know what I'm saying? This is the time to drop your score, your score predictions right now in the chat. Drop them. Drop them. We need everything right now in favor of the bill. We need it. This team needs us. Right, right now, this team needs us. It's okay to be critical of your team. It's okay. That's the, that, that's, that's, you, you, you would expect that out, out of a relationship like you have. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it's, it's all love. And you still got your back. You still got their back. You may, you, you know, you and your brother may go at it. You and your sister may go at it. You may can't, can't, can't stand each other's guts for a while. You're fighting. But if you find out that your brother's getting picked on, you know what I'm saying, or, or something happens, something pops off, hey, let's go do the thing. I got your back. Blood's thicker than water. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it's like for the Buffalo Bills, man. If you're, if you're a diehard Bills fan, you bleed Bills red, white, and blue. You bleed it. And come hell or high water, no matter what it takes, I don't care what's going on. When it's time, and the chips are on the line, let's do this thing. It's right or die, baby. I got your back. You squash all that, all that, all that talk. You squash it all. Blood is thicker than water. And we about these bills, man. So let's get it. Some of your score predictions. Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. James Morris said, "Yo, let's go." That's what I'm talking about. I've got James coming in. Dropping a 40 burger already, 42 to 10 bill. That's what I want to see. I know what I said. I want the Bills to win however they win, you know, as long as they get the win. And bump that. Bump all that. I'm not, of course, I'm going to be happy with the win. I'd be so much more happy. So much more happy. I would be so much happier if the Bills blow these suckers out the water. And put up a 40 burger. 42 10. That's more like that's more like Jeremy Bennett says, yo, 3117 bill. Same as Kevin K. 3117 bill. And we know Junior Rudy is gonna come in, yo. 1714 Jets. I respect it. I respect it. This ain't happening tomorrow, baby. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. We're gonna we're gonna make y'all wish. Aaron Rodgers could play ASAP. No rock. You know what I'm saying? Brandon Day says 28-17, Bill. Already. Ronald Bryant, 31-10, Bill. Loving it. Oh, my goodness. Augustine comes in, says Mafia 42. Yes, three. Mafia. That. Wouldn't that be something? He still says, yo, 15 to 10. Yeah, that is a nasty game. That is just a nasty game, nasty score. And I would not like that one bit. All right. Kim Betts comes in and says, yo, 27-17 bills all day, baby. You already know what time it is, Kim. You already know what time it is. Bill I am says, yo, 13 to 9. Us. 
You already know what that is. 13-9. Close game, but we still get the dub. And J-Dub, speaking of dub, comes in and says, yo, Bills win 9-7. And we're all still sad afterwards. <laughs> Why are we sad? Why are we sad? Yo, James comes in. Yo, hey, this is a good point. Yo, the crowd in Buffalo is going to be an angry frenzy. Yo, division rival rematch game. Bills out for blood. Pressure's on. You know Bills Mafia is going to be nuts. They're going to be nuts. And it's an afternoon game. Okay? So don't don't don't, don't expect to see the Bills at 1 o'clock. They're playing at 4 o'clock, right? It's that afternoon game. Oh, my goodness. You know Mafia's going to be rocking. It's going to be rocking. And this is what I want. And this is what I expect. Man. I expect Highmark to be so rocking and so loud that we see a lot of penalties by the Jets' offense. A lot of false start penalties, you know, a lot of delay of game penalties, all that kind of stuff. I think that's going to be in our favor because the Bills know what's at stake here. And we're playing at home? Jeez, man, look. 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 I'm going to do another on my mama take just because I just felt it right there. Another on my mama take. On my mama, in addition to Josh Allen going completely nuts in this game, on my mama, the Bills defense picks off Zach Wilson not once, not twice, not three times, but four times. Making up for Josh's four picks in week one. That thing going all the way back around, baby. Let, let's go. Let's go, man. Let's go, baby. Let's go. I'm feeling it, man. Y'all got me hyped. I'm feeling it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Oh, here we go. One more score. Apex, 35 to 3 bills. 35 to 3 bills. That's what I'm talking about. And, uh, yo, that is going to conclude a Saturday night edition of Rated Rev. Yo, shout out to you guys, Mafia. Shout out to you guys, man. Look, for sticking here with your boy. The Bills are going to do it. I know there's a lot of pressure going on right now, but the Bills are not the type of team to burst under pressure. They're going to be refined like a diamond in this pressure. They're going to come out on top. Yeah, we got Josh Allen. And even though he's been playing bad, I think this new change right here with Joe Brady is going to be just the magic elixir that Josh Allen needs for this offense to get back right. And we're going to see that connection blossom. It's going to be a beautiful thing. So hold on to that hope. Hold on to that hope. So enjoy the rest of your evening. And uh, we're going to see y'all right here tomorrow. Pre-game show. I'm probably going gonna, gonna to hop on. Rico, myself. Maybe we can get Z-Bot. I don't know. We'll see, baby. We'll see. It's going to be nuts. But it's not going to be as... as but, but you imagine what it's going to be like when the Bills come out with the dub. It's going to be crazy. So let's get ready, Mafia. Let's get ready, Bills Mafia.
Stand up for our boys. Stand up for the squad. Let's get this win. And as always, baby, I love y'all. Grace and peace. God bless. And go Bills! special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.